Welcome to the Doe Valley Ministry Podcast, where you can find faithful teaching and preaching of the Word of God. Our scripture reading this morning is from the book of Ruth, Ruth chapter 2, verses 8 to 16. Then Boaz said to Ruth, You will listen, my daughter, will you not? Do not go to glean in another field, nor go from here, but stay close by my young women. Let your eyes be on the field which they reap, and go after them. Have I not commanded the young men not to touch you? And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink from what the young men have drawn. So she fell on her face, bowed down to the ground, and said to him, Why have I found favor in your eyes, that you should take notice of me, since I am a foreigner? And Boaz answered and said to her, It has been fully reported to me all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, and how you have left your father and your mother and the land of your birth, and have come to a people whom you did not know before. The Lord repay your work, and a full reward will be given you by the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings you have come for refuge. Then she said, Let me find favor in your sight, my Lord. For you have comforted me, and have spoken kindly to your maidservant, though I am not like one of your maidservants. Now Boaz said to her at mealtime, Come here, and eat of the bread, and dip your piece of bread in the vinegar. So she sat beside the reapers, and he passed parched grain to her, and she ate and was satisfied, and kept some back. And when she rose up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves, and do not reproach her. Also, let grain from the bundles fall purposely for her. Leave it that she may glean, and do not rebuke her. So in the second chapter of Ruth here this morning, we see kindness. Kindness. And so far in our study of Ruth, we've seen a woman by the name of Naomi, She left her homeland in Bethlehem. She left with her husband. She left with her two sons because of that great famine. That's what we looked at last week. And while she was staying in this land, the land of Moab, her two sons got married. But then eventually her two sons died and her husband died as well. So Naomi decides to return to her homeland She tells her daughter-in-laws to return to their homes as well, to get married to someone from their culture, to live a life with their people. And one daughter-in-law indeed left and went back to her hometown. The other stays, and that of course is Ruth. And as we saw last time, Ruth makes that wonderful speech that we looked at, proclaiming her loyalty to Naomi. She says, where you go, I will go. Your God will be my God. Where you die, I will die. That is true loyalty. And Ruth was loyal out of love for Naomi, not just to gain some type of reward for her good behavior. And as we shall see today, Ruth was indeed taken care of. She was rewarded, if you will, for her loyalty, for her kindness, for her faithfulness. 
She didn't do it for a reward, but God did take care of her. So we have these two widows. We have Ruth and Naomi. And they're back in Naomi's hometown of Bethlehem after about ten years of being gone in the land of Moab. And they come back after ten years. You can probably imagine if you have a house left, you can probably imagine what it's like. You don't have uh, any husbands or sons left to help out. But you still need to live. You still need the basic necessities of life. Naomi, of course, was an, was an older woman, and Ruth would have been younger. So Ruth volunteers to go out into the field and glean for some food. Gleanings were simply the stalks of grain that were left behind after they, they, they harvested, after they cut the field. And the Mosaic law commanded that the harvest should not be reaped to the corners, nor gleanings picked up. Meaning, in other words, you leave some, some food, some grain at the corners, and as you're going along, if you miss a couple of stalks of grain, you're not to go back and get them. You're to leave them in the field. That was the Mosaic Law. And they were to be left there for the needy, especially the widows, the orphans, strangers, whoever needs it. So you weren't to clear-cut your field, essentially. Leave some behind for the people that needed it. And this is where Ruth comes along. She decides in the morning to go out and glean from a field. And she just happens to arrive in the field of Boaz. And we see a wonderful depiction of God's providence at work for his children here. It just so happens that Boaz turns out to be a close relative of Naomi's. And he was a man that was well-respected and of great wealth. And if you read the entire chapter of chapter 2, you get a pretty good idea of what Boaz was like. He has a conversation with his workers, with his servants. And we can see that he respected his servants, he respected his workers, he treated them well, and his workers respected him as a boss, and they treated each other with kindness. Sure, there's still a job to do. They're workers. They're supposed to glean the field. He's the boss. He tells them what to do. But he treated them with kindness and respect, and they did the same to Boaz. That goes to show you his personality, his character trait. But he sees this woman, Ruth, out in the field, and he asks his workers, Who is that? What's she doing? Where's she from? So his workers tell the story about Ruth and how hard she has worked all day in the field and she tries to provide for her mother-in-law and he hears the whole story and, and Boaz feels compassion. He has compassion for her. So he's generous to her by not only allowing her to glean from his field but providing a little extra for her and Naomi. He tells Ruth, to only come to my fields and glean. You'll be protected here. My men won't harm you. They'll take care of you. And he told his servants to leave behind a little extra grain so she doesn't have such a hard time 
harvesting the grain, she can just pick up off the ground some of the stuff that the, the men have left behind for her. He also tells Ruth, come with me and drink for my servant's drink. And when it's time to eat, come and eat with us. And take a little extra home with Naomi for you. See, Boaz admired Ruth because of her faithfulness and her dedication to Naomi. She was a hard worker. And Boaz went above and beyond what the law required, which was simply just not harvesting your whole field, just leaving some behind for them. That's all the law required. But he went above and beyond that to help her and to protect her. No doubt that being a, a single woman at that time frame, even today, being out in a, in a hard job on your own and experiencing the dangers of the world, and especially being a foreigner, as Ruth was, she was a foreigner in, in Bethlehem, it was no doubt scary and difficult and dangerous for her. But Boaz provided for her. Boaz protected her. And Ruth prevails because God has his hand at work here through Boaz. Just one man. And what a difference he could make. You know, sometimes we think that we cannot make a difference in this world. There's too many problems. We don't have the resources. We don't have the time. We don't have the strength. We don't have the energy. We don't have the money. We don't have the knowledge or whatever. And it's true, most of us, as I've said before, will never have the opportunity to preach to a large crowd or to drastically change the world by inventing a cure for some terrible illness. Most of us will never have that opportunity. But someone introduced the gospel to those famous preachers, right? And they changed the world. And most of the things that we do in life are not dramatic. They're not memorable to us. They're just us going about our lives. But they can make huge differences in the lives of others. And God remembers. He knows what we do. He remembers our actions. He knows our hearts, more importantly. He knows our true reason for doing what we're doing. Ruth wasn't doing this because she wanted a reward. That was not her ultimate goal. She did this because she was loyal to Naomi. She loved Naomi. And she served the God that Naomi served. The one true God. And God knew her heart. And God is faithful to his children. And he was faithful to Ruth. He provided for Ruth for protection, for food, and for other things she needed, as we'll continue to see in the next two weeks. God still provides for us today as well. I'm sure we all have appropriate and adequate shelter and food and clothing. God has provided for us. Yes, we may not have the fancy Armani suits or, you know, uh, fancy sports cars or whatever it is. 
We may not eat surf and turf every night for dinner, but we have food, we have clothing, we have what we need in this world. When, we, when Ruth returns home that evening from the workout in the field, she tells Naomi about her day. And if you think back or you look back to the end of chapter 1, you'll see that Naomi was feeling a little bit down. She was feeling a little bit sad, a little bit maybe abandoned or even angry or upset at God because of all the stuff that she has experienced in the past 10 years. You know, forced to leave her home because of famine, because they were starving. Moving into a pagan land that was probably difficult for them to live at. Losing her husband. Losing her two children. But after listening to Ruth's day and how she met this man Boaz, Ruth begins to realize that God's hand is still there working in their lives. She begins to understand and remember that God is loyal. God is faithful. God is merciful to his children. And this marks a turning point for Naomi. She was feeling empty inside, alone, abandoned by God. But now she realizes through Boaz's kindness that God is still there. And in fact, God was there all along. As he is still with us today as well. Boaz is kind. We should be kind. In fact, Christ was the perfect example of kindness. And we're supposed to be like Christ. And when you think of his life, Jesus touched the untouchables of society. Remember a few weeks ago, we looked at that woman who had the the flow of blood for 12 years? Not only was she ceremonially or religiously unclean, but she would have probably been physically unclean as well. She was an outcast of society. Nobody wanted to have anything to do with her. But this woman came to Jesus for help. She believed he could heal her. And how did Jesus respond? With kindness. He didn't yell at her. He didn't make fun of her. He didn't belittle her because of her problem. After she touched him and and she was healed, Jesus simply said, Be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Kindness. As Christians, we're commanded to love one another. And part of love is showing kindness. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32 says, And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ forgave you. We see this throughout the Bible. We're reminded that actions speak louder than words. The same holds true for us today as well. To be kind. Where does kindness start? The best place is in your heart. And when you have a kind heart, when you make it a priority to be kind, and at first, you really have to try because it doesn't usually come natural to many people. You need to try to be kind to people, especially to people that are not being kind to you. But when you have a 
when you practice this over and over again, it becomes second nature to you. It becomes natural. And you're just a naturally kind person to people. And it reflects in your everyday life. You're kind to your family members. You're kind to your friends. You're kind to your co-workers. You're kind to strangers that you meet. Boaz was a kind person, and it shows. It shows not only dealing with his, his workers, how he interacted with them, but it shows in his interaction with Ruth. And we'll see that some more next week as well in chapter 3. Kindness is pretty easy for us to understand, and it's pretty easy to demonstrate. You don't really need to go out of your way to be kind. Just a simple kind word is all it takes. And you can see that from Boaz. It doesn't take much. He simply was nice to her, gave her a little food, a little water, told his men to protect her. It wasn't anything out of his way. It wasn't extravagant, but it's what she needed. It was kindness. So think about what small acts of kindness you can do to brighten someone else's day. Maybe just a phone call. Whatever it is. How can you help someone in need? I'm sure you enjoy it when people treat you with kindness. I know I do. And if you want to be treated with kindness, notice the words of Jesus in Luke 6, chapter 31. It says, and just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. So you want people to treat you with kindness? You need to treat them with kindness. And especially, I notice at work when I'm taking a phone call, usually I don't get phone calls from people, happy people at least. They're calling because something is broken, something is wrong, they need help. And sometimes they're not always happy. But I have two ways to react. One, I could take a reaction of aggressiveness, of anger with them, and that just gets me upset as well. And it doesn't help the relationship. Yeah, we might be able to solve the problem, but it doesn't help for future problems. Or you can take the attitude of kindness and tone. Even though that they maybe are being mean or rude to you, you be kind to them and work through the problem, work through the situation. And you'll see that their attitude, their tone changes as well. And that's all it takes, small acts of kindness, small words of kindness. And just think of the effect that you can have on the people around you if you just treat them with a little bit of kindness. So try that this week. Let's close with a word of prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the so many blessings that you have placed into our lives. Thank you for not only providing exactly what we need, but so much more than that. Help us this week to be kind to others and show us what we can do. Give us a generous heart like Boaz to share the things that we have been given with others. Give us a kind heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.